Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wayne Bennett has come out and said he's open to coaching New Zealand. I'm not retired yet, so if the Kiwis are interested, I'm certainly open to it. <clears throat> I've got a history with New Zealand. I was involved with the All Golds team in 2007. That was a great experience. We had a tour of England, and I was coach of them. I've also worked with Steve Kearney, um, former Kiwis coach, when he was coaching the Kiwis, and they won the World Cup in 2008 with Steve in charge. I have great affection for the Kiwis. I coach several of their guys, the Dolphins, <coughs> Bromwich Boys in Sarko. The door is certainly open for me. If it's an option for New Zealand Rugby League, they know where to find me. I mean, get him in. <laughs> Just pick the phone up. Surely. It's almost a mute conversation, isn't it? Like, make a call, you have to. <clears throat> what? Look, this is pure speculation, but if he doesn't become the coach now and it's not about the financials, like as in, <clears throat> let's say he asks for too much, they can't yeah. afford it, it, it seems like Madge was pushed out by a boy's job. Like, that's... Like, why would you not take Wayne Bennett? If it's not a financial, look, if they can't afford him, I understand that. But why would you not bring Wayne in? And then whoever the guy was that they were going to replace Madge with, bring him in as assistant coach. Wayne moves on. He takes over. For sure. And, yeah, the reality is Wayne doesn't say too many things. When he comes out and says yeah. something like this, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Mate, can you imagine him with Fisher-Harris, Leota, Manu? It's like New Zealand are getting scarier by the second <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Just like after that 30 nil win, there, there can be no denying that they're the best team in the world yep. right now. Uh, they get Wayne Bennett on top of that. It's We're heading in, I wouldn't say as underdogs because our roster is so hectic, but it's pretty, it'd be pretty bloody even on the, on the odds. It'd be pretty bloody even. And if I'm, you know, the Panthers, if I'm Parramatta with Dill Brown, like, oh, I'm so excited to have some of my guys working with Wayne Bennett. Mm. Like to think these Panthers front rowers, you're thinking right now they can't get any better. <laughs> Oh, my Could God. Could be about to. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, I think, f- firstly, I don't know you, Blaze, but I've always found the concept of going and coaching other countries so weird. Same, same. And, like, I'm trying to come to terms with it, and it happens all the time in all sports, but it just feels weird to me. Like, the fact that you can bleed green and gold and yeah. then go 
and sit on the sideline and try and coach another nation to beat your country. Yeah. I find it so weird. However, I personally couldn't do it. No, I, I'm with you. I couldn't it, do isn't it. Isn't it like bizarre supporting another country? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't it bizarre that, like as Tim said, like Wayne Bennett going to that is just out there, but everyone's sort of okay with it. Mm. But imagine if it was Wayne Bennett open to coaching New South Wales. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's so yeah, strange. Completely different. Well, it would never happen. But like you have your allegiance to your country and you have to your state. It's I think, concept, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think what softens the blow with this though is that we're trying to grow the game internationally. Mm. And so I think that, especially when he first went with the Kiwis, it was about, like when I remember speaking to Wayne, because he coached England as well. Yeah. yeah. And it was about, I think Wayne Bennett's perspective, perspective was about growing the game, about making it competitive internationally. So I think a lot of people are like, you know what? I'd rather, even though I personally probably wouldn't do it, I'd rather a guy like Wayne help our game grow than not. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with you, but like if Wayne's going to coach someone to help the game, is New Zealand the answer? Like I'd love to see him get a Samoa or a Tonga. We yeah. wouldn't have these song. Yeah, it'd be great. I, I would say though, I do want this Australian-New Zealand rivalry to get back to... Mm. And, and that's it. Like putting the weirdness aside, if Wayne wants to do it and by the sound of it, he does... Make the call, get him on board because he, he's a gun. It's funny, Timmy, you say that because I always feel that. I'm always like, like imagine walking out and looking across and the green and gold's there and you're against the green and gold. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel sick to, to my, Yeah, I'd feel sick in my stomach. Like, how can you 100% put into your game plans and your pre-match talks to hype the boys up and that to go and get them to beat your country? Yeah. I find it so odd. I, I, I just think that, you know, from from the grander scale of things, it's better for rugby league that he does it, you know? So that's where I'm – and I think that's where Wayne's coming from because he just loves rugby league. Like, yeah. you read anything from Wayne, mm. it is about the game. Like, he loves it so much. And so, like, even even though I personally wouldn't do it, I'm actually glad Wayne is doing it. Yeah. Awesome storyline if he goes and does it. Oh. Like, what, how good would that be going to the next international yeah. series? But, like, isn't it just the ultimate compliment to Wayne? If he coaches New Zealand, for him to coach Australia, England and New Zealand – Name me another human being that could ever weasel them, themselves yeah. into those positions. I think because he's just earned so much respect. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable to think yeah. about. Yeah. And I think also, like, most people understand Wayne is trying to grow the game. Yeah. Like, if we, if the, if we were, like, Union, for example, I don't think he, he would do it. And I can't speak for him. But I, I reckon he would. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he would. <laughs> I reckon now he would. Oh, now... Eddie Jones has coached three countries. See, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. I do not get that. The argument against it also could be because it's a job, mm. there's only a certain amount of jobs to mm. have as a, as a head coach of a nation. But it is very strange. It's very strange. Especially Wayne, who get any job he wants, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's just good for the game. I just want to see Australia and New Zealand back to where we, you know, where it's fully hate each other. But at the same time, we shake hands at the end of it. I was a big fan of um, Dawn of the Dolphins, the stand doco at the yeah. start of the year. Bring on Dawn of the Kiwis. Dawn of the Kiwis, <laughs> eh? Star started cast this time around. Wayne's still in a central role. Great doco. It was a good doco. Very good. If Wayne takes New Zealand, New Zealand versus Australia next year, both full strength, what are the odds coming into the game? Oh, I still think full strength, we should get the job done. <laughs> but what, what would your odds be? Like, oh, I, I'd, we'd be, I think we'd be like a dollar eighty, dollar ninety. Yeah, yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, I can I mean, cut off the final, the result there. Probably $1.70 Australia, two ten Kiwis. 
They probably will be shorter on the markets, mm. but it should be around that. I, I don't know if they will, even after the final. Like We've seen a history of just like whoever is the bigger side, the more noted side, who in theory should be winning in that. Just they're the, always shorter odds. Yeah. Well, and, like, and also because Australia's a bigger population. Yeah, yeah I, I think that the Kangaroos will actually be shorter than that come yeah. next year. What do you reckon the fair what, – not what the odds will be is because of this, you know – a different size of countries, yep. but fair odds heading into that. Dollar eighty, two bucks. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I honestly don't quote me on that. I have to talk to the traders. Yeah, talk so. to traders. Yeah, I reckon it'd be quite close. Yeah, the fair odds, as in what the reality is heading into that game, because again, you look at Dylan Brown and Hughes and Cheese. Like they had their four string hooker and they still du- dusted us. Yeah, their now front four, row. Yeah, they're four bucks. I think. Yeah, yeah. like Jeez. very exciting. Um, now more huge news. Uh, Reportedly, so maybe not huge news, but reportedly, <laughs> Adam Fenor Blake uh, has been linked to the Sharks. So Tracy and Moylan have uh, off the Sharks books, which reportedly frees up 500k. Fenukin's contract is uh, reportedly a lot lower in 2025, which would make sense because when he signed, there was always that talk about, you know, a three-year deal or a four-year deal or whatever it was. Those last couple of years, he's going to get a bit older and his body's been through a lot. They have 21 players coming off contract in 2024-25. This could give the Sharks a chance at uh, getting Adam Vanilla Blake for 25 for a multi-year deal. Uh, and Billy Burns is obviously just signed there. Mate, They, if they got Adam Vanilla Blake, in my opinion, they're a premiership threat. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, based on what we've seen over the last two years, it's hard to bet against Craig Fitzgibbon. Like, mm. how on earth he convinced Dale and Nico to go there in the situation they were in with him having... No runs on the board whatsoever. Mm. You know, they, they've made the finals the last two years and my, my big sell to Adam would be, you're the missing jigsaw piece. Well, we, we've spoken about it so often with the Sharkies. Do they have enough of those top, top, top tier players that can break games apart? And and they, they've only really got Hines at the moment. Now, that's not to say Mulatalo can't. That's not to say they... But what I'm saying is, is that all of the best sides that, you know, go on and challenge for comps, they've got two or three best in class, like purely best in class. And you add Adam for that add into that side, you genuinely have a challenger for best in class in position. Whereas like Hines at seven, I know he won the Dally M, but Cleary is the best seven. Mm. Hines is is, you know, in the top five, but he's he's not best in class yet. Now, Hines absolutely can get to close to best in class if he can if he keeps improving year on year. Now he probably won't surpass Cleary, but outside of that he could get best in class. But a guy like Adam Fenor Blake genuinely is already in that discussion now, right now. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, definitely turns into premiership contenders. And they're like they're lacking, they're not lacking a middle. Like their squad's outstanding, their middles are very good. But if we're talking premiership contenders, they're lacking that strike middle. They've got like, you know, Dale Fanukin, Toby Rudolph, Hamlin Newelle, Jack Williams, some really good middle forwards. But we know that the Sharks in recent years have struggled against top four sides really poorly. Mm. That could be the fact that there's no, no, we will match you in the middle. And I think they've got, from Nico Hines, that star outside backside, that there's enough strike out wide in the entire back line for me to compete with the best and win a title. But they're just probably lacking that little bit of punch through the middle. And the other thing, AFB, who's missed a few games and had a, like, can find a little injury niggle, played a lot of games this year. Between Rudolph, Fanuka, and Hamlin ULA, Jackie Williams himself, a lot of injuries, a lot of missed time. If they can get AFB in there, fit and healthy off the back of what he did last year for the Warriors, and play big minutes each week, not even big minutes, 
play frequently and play yeah. most games. It'd be huge for them. And like I know there's probably the argument that the Warriors didn't have a great record against top four sides either, but Fanula Black was pretty damn good, as we know. Dalian medal prop mm. of the year, so Dalian prop of the year, I should say. Well, we um, we saw what SJ could do with Fanula Blake's ball playing. Imagine what Hines could do on that front foot <laughs> footy with Adam Fanula Blake. It would yeah. be f- unbelievable. Opens up Blake Braley's running game, that bit extra as Massively. well. Massively. And, and then you've got great scooters in Mulatalo, Katoa. I mean, I think that Sharks' backline is probably the most underrated backline in the competition. Um, now, I don't, I'm not saying it's the best, but I do think that it doesn't get enough appreciation for how high quality it is across the board. Um, what do you reckon, AFB, Sharkies? Well, I just think AFB, we've heard a lot of clubs come out and say they're keen on him, but this is probably the one club, if you're AFB, you're like, I wouldn't mind mm. going there. They might yeah. actually Good point. You know, win something. Um, I still think he'd look great in orange and black and white, but uh, <laughs> if you're him and a club like this wants you, like... I mean, you'd seriously have to think about it. You're still going to get some pretty good coin. Good yep. coin and maybe a chance at would probably finals footy. Yep. And also a chance at making a run. Yep, yeah. Whereas if you go to some of the other clubs that have been talking about him, he's getting the good coin but probably mm. probably battling a bit, yeah. not enjoying his footy as much. So this this could be a good fit for him. I, I, I do. I really want to see him lob at the Dragons or the Bulldogs. It's kind of that from a just general or the fo- footy fan. <laughs> or Tigers. <laughs> from a general footy fan perspective, like, it'd be great to see him go to the Sharks and turn them into a premiership threat uh, alongside the big dogs in the competition. But from a footy fan, I want to see... I don't want to be having these same conversations next year about the Dragons Park and the doggies <coughs> missing the middle. I'd love to see him go in and shore up one of them two sides. Yeah. Um, however, everything you boys just said, depending what the value is and what the Sharks can offer him compared to clubs like the Bulldogs and the Dragons, if he gets the right offer, surely that's the club that makes the most sense to him. I think uh, just... A little bit off topic, I guess, but I think a really interesting one. Matt Moylan obviously left a few weeks ago, mm. and you know we, we always have those stats that we talked about, where you know how impressive Matt Moylan is without us really noticing. One thing that I noticed was back in the last season, I, I don't think Trindle and Hines are a perfect match for each other. Mm. I think they sort of almost their, their abilities clashed a little bit on field, whereas Moylan was very sit back, let Nico run the entire show. I think that's going to be an interesting little storyline coming into next year. It is so disappointing that Moylan's defence went to the shit last year yep. because you're spot on. Moylan and Nico in attack was so synchronised. I don't know how they did it so well on such – having just paired up together, Nico in the halves playing such a unique style. Matty Moylan himself is pretty unique half with a fullback running background. I just wish Moylan could have got his defence together because that was – in attack, that was something special. Yeah. I reckon it'll be a talking point for the start yeah. of next year. Uh, yeah, I think that it's it's not a physical ability thing. I think Trindle just has to kind of accept that this is Nico's team. Yeah. And I think the key to Matty Moylan's great form was just like an older head going, I'm totally okay with being in the back seat and just going, yep, sweet, whatever you want, wherever you want. Yeah. Which people in the comment section will bag. He doesn't do anything, but, but like sometimes not overplaying your hand is the best thing you can do on a footy side. When you've got a guy like Hines, who we just see tear teams apart, yep. unfortunately, you have to play your role in a side. You may be a gun ball runner in another team, you're the main guy, but Hines needs a guy that's just going to get him good ball in good field position and do exactly what he needs to be, to do. Um, and like, look, Trindle's young. He, I, it, I do think it would be a talking point, but I think Trindle, I think Fitzgibbon will be aware of this yep. and heading, he'll, he'll prepare... Trindle for mate. It's going to be times where you're going to want to take the line on or something's going to happen. You've just got to quell that a little bit and understand that Hines is the tip of the spear for us at the moment. 
But as you develop, you'll get more in tune with knowing when to inject yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as we said with Matt Mullen, that, you know, he just used to sit back. I think a classic example is what Mitch Kenny's done at the Panthers. Mm, yeah. Coming oh. into that side, just, and like, to, as I said, all preseason, I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. But he's played his role <clears throat> perfectly. When you talk about like playing your role, he genuinely might be the best role player in the competition. Quite possibly, yeah. Because he's so good that you don't even notice him. Yeah. And that's a compliment because he, he has removed his ego to the nth degree and said, I am doing exactly what Nathan and Jerome want me to do every single – not just – like when was the last time you saw Kenny do something selfish and went, fuck me, Mitch, just give him the ball? Mm. Never. Never. Literally Never. And then, you know, there's every chance him just playing his role in a couple of years' time, we're going to look back and go, okay, Mitch Kennedy's got the most premierships for a hooker, not named Cameron Smith. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's, it's actually insane. He's at two now. And, and like, you don't, and no one talks about his defence. When was the last time you saw a game and you were like, Mitch Kenny, oh, fuck, he missed seven tackles. Like, Mitch Kenny's got to be probably the most underrated player in the comp. Now, I'm not sitting here saying he's out there going to be, you know, Smitty or Danny Badiris, but something is to be said. When Cleary does what he does, he's not going to do that with a nine that is not high quality. Yeah, He's and just I, not. I guarantee you, Ivan Cleary next year, he'll play Mitch Kenny for 50, 60 minutes, but then come finals time, he'll play 80 in those mm. games. Yeah. What, what, a, what a story with Mitch Kenny. Like, like a utility forward, half. Like, I don't even know what position he was. Just a tough kid. Just a tough motherfucker yeah. that was willing to do what's best for the team. And he, he's all, he, you know what, he really represents what Penn is all about, is playing your role for a side. He finds himself as the starting nine and arguably played their best year and their best grand final after losing a guy like Api Korosau, who is unbelievable. Yeah, and, you know, for, you know, if you go back and watch that last set of six, clear he scores the try, he gets all the applause. Mitch Kenny dominated that entire set. Yeah. Played gets, it, like, you could have put Cam Smith at hooker in that set, and I don't think he could have done better than what Mitch Kenny did. Well, he did exactly what was needed in the yep. set. He just gets he gets no... I mean, Penrith fans appreciate the fuck out of him. But, mate, he... What an interesting player because, you know, he's got his own needs as well. So it's like... Do you stay on probably not that much coin? What do you do heading forward? He's only going to get better. I wonder how old he is. How old he is? 25, 26? 25, 26, I'd say. So yeah. he's going to get better and better and better. And like, if you don't know what we're talking about, <coughs> go back and watch that last set of six and watch no one but Mitch Kenny and just how he manipulates the markers. Even just little things like there's, there's, there's two tackles where he leans to the right and Reese Walsh chases out. He comes down the left and <coughs> has Kurt, I think it's Jordan Ricky has him exactly where he wants him mm. for two tackles in a row. It's incredible. Um, uh, also, the Sharkies, uh, Billy Burns has just signed there. I actually really like this, really like this signing. Um, I know, so he's at Penrith, so he's highly touted. They wouldn't bring him if he wasn't. And obviously he went to Dragons, didn't seem to work out. It's hard to rate a guy at the Dragons at the moment because of the current state the club is in. Now, how much have we been talking about that edge back row and being like, Sharkies just need either depth there or find someone. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
I really like this signing. I really do. And I think if there's one coach that Billy Burns could probably really flourish under, it's a guy like Craig Fitzgibbon. Uh, mate, to be honest with you, I, I spoke about him a lot the back end of last year at the Dragons. I, th- I thought it kind of did work out, but they were just such a shit show that no one talked about him or noticed him. Mm. I thought he was really good towards the back end of the season. Yeah. There, there was him and the other back rower that played for PNG. His name escapes me at the moment. Cashman? No. Uh, Matty, uh, kind of redheaded guy. Uh, I forget his name. Last name's like Anderson or something. Uh, but I thought Burns was <laughs> really Anderson that was vibes about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be nothing like Anderson. You watch. Um, but I what Dan Russell? Yeah, Dan Anderson Russell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought Billy Burns was very good at the back end of the season. As you said, with Wade Graham gone now, there is that left edge spot, and I thought maybe shifting Talakai in there was the answer. But maybe it could be Burns. It gives him that competition for the spot that they desperately, desperately need. needed. Yeah. Whether or not Billy Burns is that man or not, I don't know. Teague Wilton has a bright future, but had defensive issues last year. And when he got injured, I think he was probably also on the precipice of a change coming anyway because that edge was in all sorts. Mm. But Wilton's coming back from injury. Whether they wanted to maybe look at shifting C for there. Like Wade Graham came in the back end of the year and sorted that side out defensively. I think that flew really under the radar, how well the impact he had there. But they needed depth for that left edge position. Mm. So between now Seifar, Wilton, um, and now Burns, it just gives them a few options. Mm. And yeah, a few few little Jackson Ford vibes about this one out of the yeah, Dragons. I like, like it. we sit there in six, twelve months and go, they let another good one go. Now listen, Sharky's fans, if at any stage there's booing going on and you don't turn to your mate and go, I was saying boo earns. <laughs> it's a travesty. It's a travesty. Absolute half folly. It's like seriously, it's there for you. Every yeah. game. You can you get yeah. boo, I was saying boo. You yeah. can do it literally every single game. Do so. we need to draw your diagram? Yeah, seriously. And seriously. it's also going to be hilarious every time. Every, yeah. every single time. <laughs> if not for your friend, at least for you. Yeah. <laughs> at least for you. Um, so, yeah, I like the signing. Billy Burns on the edge there. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.